This is the Westlake Nation Podcast. Powered by the Westlake Shack Club. At the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! And he is into the end zone. Oh man, what a catch here! Touchdown, Westlake! And brought to you by Independence Title. Appliances Now. St. David's South Austin Medical Center. Hat Creek Burger Company. Overt Auto Group. Our Way Appliances. Restore Hyper Wellness. And now, here's the latest episode of Upfront with Brandon Murdoch. Well, this week we visit with uh, Coach Murdoch and, and Brandon. One of the things that we always talk about with Coach Salazar and in our conversations in the past is, you know, I wish people wouldn't make football so hard. There's so much minutia out there when it comes to what I see and what you see is, is a very simple but physical game. And I know it's in the game day expectations. As you come off the game with Lake Travis and all of the buildup, all of the hype that surrounds it inside the field house, I knew you felt pretty confident. What I don't think anybody expected was how dominant the offensive line was. And that's what I mean by let's not make football so hard. It is strong up front. And if you win the battle up front, chances are you're going to win the game. And that's exactly what happened. The opportunity to play uh, Lake Travis is always a good barometer for where we're at as a program. Every day we get to battle against our guys on defense. You know, we go middle drill. We go one-on-one pass rush against our defensive line, our defensive front. We're challenged every day. Uh, and we feel like we have a good group. Obviously, we're seeing guys that are playing at a very high level. And it was a great, great night, great opportunity to go see us uh, go against a, a tough opponent. It's physical, they're disciplined, they're sound. But at the end of the day, it's about being right, being correct on assignment, and being the more dominant force. And I think we saw that truly play out uh, last Friday night. I think also in the decade that you've been a part of this particular rivalry, you're no stranger to it. You obviously understand what big-time high school football is all about from a player's perspective. Your time at South Lake Carroll, your time as a coach under Coach Dodge, and now under Coach Salazar, you've noticed that mental shift and and really the the mental makeup of a Westlake player headed into a big rival game like that. Obviously, everybody in the state of Texas that has any any uh, interest in high school football knows who the Westlake Chaparrales are. So I was aware of them, had the opportunity my first year in my coaching career to coach against Westlake in 2006 in that in that historic game uh, back in the Alamo Dome. So obviously knew about Westlake. We get here and you hear about the, the rivalry between us and Lake Travis. And uh, there was a lot of focus in the community and the field house about things that didn't matter on the field. And I think what Coach Dodge did, obviously, those first couple years, and then Coach Salazar, as we've done a great job, I think, of, of having the kids focus and be centered on the things that actually matter. And that's nothing more than just the daily preparation, respecting our opponent, respecting the game, uh, and treating each week as an opportunity to get better of where we hope to be uh, late November, December football. In the realm of stats where the offensive line doesn't necessarily get a box score, obviously the run game, as the run game coordinator, came a, became a huge part of Westlake's game plan, especially in that first drive, even moving with the quarterback, Paxton being able to get some tough yards. You look at the totality of it. Third down is a huge stat. A lot of people pay attention to third down conversions. When you're in the 80 percentile range, things aren't just going good. They're going incredibly well considering not only the competition you're facing, the road game, and all of the atmosphere around it to be able to establish yourself on that first drive, to score on that first possession, and then to be able to really dominate the rest of the way. It it takes guys like Tyler Knapp to kind of lead the way, but you had some guys that had never played in that game before that really elevated. Who are some of the guys, in addition to Tyler, that you thought really stepped up? But who, who are those guys that you saw grow up right before you? You know, that first drive, 
uh, it's a tone setter. We always talk about, you know, scoring on the first possession is, is the primary goal. That's the first goal we can check off as an offense. And to be most effective in doing that, we've got to be very physical from the very beginning up front. In order to be physical, we have to be on the same page. And I think Bennett Wilkin has uh, demonstrated the ability over these first four weeks to uh, identify and diagnose a defense, get our point man identified so that we can all be on the same page. Jared Reisinger got thrown into the fire last year as a sophomore. I uh, ended up starting about half the season last year. He doesn't look it, but he's about a 6'2", oh, sneaking up on 300-pound, solid uh, ball of muscle. Very, very powerful and very explosive. Then our right side uh, this last week, is it's our youngest side. Those two over there, Tordowski, the sophomore, and then Richard Grigg, the, the junior, uh, they are really starting to uh, understand how to practice, how the attention to detail and preparation and the consistency from day to day absolutely is required to be able to perform at the highest level on Friday night. Last Friday, what night was the first first time we really saw that get put together? You know, we can talk about quarterback play. We can talk about how well Jack ran the ball. We can talk about all of these other numbers that make sense to a whole lot of other people. But in the end, the final six and a half minutes of the game, to me, why do you say domination? Our fantasy football teams do not include offensive linemen, coach. You know, so it's not a part of the game that that we really pay attention to. The last six and a half minutes of the game in a tight game and less than seven point lead, the offensive line plays so well that Lake Travis doesn't get the ball back in a situation where they could come back and try to get the lead whatever the mindset that was going to be in the Lake Travis offensive attack they never got a shot at it and it was because of that physical nature and domination in the fourth quarter at the end of the game that's impressive the physicality comes with uh, a strong conviction and knowing what to do uh, we played right at 80 football plays Friday night, and that's that's 400 unique assignments for the offensive line. Five linemen times 80 plays, that's 400 unique opportunities to get a, an assignment right or wrong. And through that 400 opportunities, we only had five missed assignments on the night. You can do the percentages on that. That's a very high percentage. Now, if we can have the confidence now of knowing what to do and then lean on our technique on how to do it, uh, that frees us up to play very fast. And now if we have correct pad level, correct footwork, the tenacity to play to the echo of the whistle like we like to do around here, that translates to effectively moving the football on the ground. On a personal note, I know that in the room behind us, all of them are gathered like they do most every day during lunch. And, and one of the things that we talked about Leo Wolfrat about in the Shaft of the Week interview is just how tight this group is. And now it seems to have expanded. Not only do you have the offensive line room, but you also have the defensive line room. But now there seems to be this giant text thread called the trench thread guys that work against each other day to day. We have a saying around here, you know, the iron sharpens iron. And when you're dealing with an incredible amount of talent, guys that are really smart as well, they go up against each other every single day. And you have to think that 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 bond that they build during practice kind of extends to their personal lives. It's really what I would call healthy competition between both your unit and the offensive line and Coach Vosick's unit and in the defensive front. Absolutely. I mean, you look around uh, the state of Texas, you watch football, you can look up front and you can determine the standard and the expectations in practice. Uh, here at Westlake, our, our physical nature of practice, uh, the controlled environment that we uh, encourage our guys to go full speed leads to, a, like you said, a very healthy competition. And within the offensive line room as well, uh, you mentioned Leo. You know, Leo was a guy that was, uh, was pushing and fighting for a starting job. And for most high school football teams across the state of Texas, he would start and could start at multiple positions. Uh, we're blessed here at Westlake High School to have a lot of very good football players. So Leo's role has evolved into something that, that takes advantage of his dynamic skill set, and we'll see more of him in the future got guys like uh, senior Riley Kennedy, you know, started half the season last year, uh, suffered a, a tremendous setback with an injury, and he's battling back from that and, and still getting back to speed. And his ability now to play multiple positions, three of the five positions, 
is invaluable to our team. And he's he's another one that shows up every day and has a, a great attitude and is absolutely willing to do whatever it takes for the Chaparrales to be successful on the field. And when you say the word setback, for an offensive lineman, it's a little bit different picture when a big guy gets hurt because there's so much extra weight that is that is put upon them, both literally and figuratively, that it's incredibly hard as a big person to, number one, come back from an injury because of because of all the force and pressure, but also to stay big, you know, because you can't do all of the things that you can do. And and we look at this season as a grind, not only from the start of game one, but this is a grind that started back in January. The blueprint, if we stick to it, we should be playing deep into December. Obviously practicing on Thanksgiving, you know, playing for that regional championship, getting to week five and hopefully punching a ticket to the championship game. That's the goal uh, every year. So that allows us to start off season in January. January, we're obviously very, very present in the weight room. Last year, we started, I think, the first three weeks. We're five days a week in the weight room. Every day we're in the weight room, we end come off-season enders with the offensive linemen. We have some activity, some exercise, some uh, drill that's going to emphasize a very particular component specific to offensive line play, whether it's posture, whether it's footwork, whether it's core strength. There's something that we do every day in addition to the off-season workout to help prepare us for our skills phase of off-season. We're now not only in the weight room, but we're working our football-specific skills on the field all in preparation for spring, where now the physical element uh, gets included and we get to find out which guys separate themselves during the right to, to start for the chaparrales. Last year, it was very clear. Most of the experience on this football team was up front along the offensive line. This year, that is not the case, even though rotation depth has had these guys playing. You never know how it's going to mix together. And I think that's where the hidden talent in this program is, is identifying those guys that not only may be a good right tackle, but also might be a heck of a right guard, could shift in at center, can play the left side. So it really is just dependent on how well they can execute the scheme together. What I liked about Friday night, just from a spectator standpoint, as you're looking at how all of these guys mesh together and the rotation that they had gone through over the first three games in the bye week, it really seemed to all come together at the right time for a performance where arguably most people would say, wow, that's not the quarterback play on both sides for Lake Travis and Westlake that we've become used to. That happens when you have Heisman Trophy winners and NFL guys that have played the quarterback position in this series, but it led to a very different type of Westlake Lake Travis Battle of the Lakes experience. And I think it all has to do with, with how your group played up front. You know, so proud of the, of the performance that they that they put together. You know, it's 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 hard work. It's uh it's a grind every day. There's a very specific pattern that we that we stick to uh, with practice. You know, one of the things that uh, has kind of been the model at this place. You know, with specifically with the offensive linemen, there's usually two or three, sometimes up to five guys that we quote double dip. Uh, and I think that helps accelerate some of the uh, some of the growth and some of the development of of our young offensive linemen. Right now, we've got four guys that are playing on Thursday night, but they're at varsity practice every day. Uh, that are you know developing their skill set. Uh, they're providing a look for our tag team. And what that does is when when something does happen, like injury, like we experienced last year, Jared Risinger was that guy that we plug in from from Thursday night. We've got a couple of guys this year. You know, you're going to see you hear the name Will Hesse in the future. You'll hear Jet Crawl, Pierce Jessup. You'll hear Emiliano Chavez. Those are all four guys that very unselfish you know, come up here every day and, and work the varsity out, work their craft, but they play on Thursday night so that they're ready when it, whenever it's time for them to perform. On to Del Valley, I know the goal in the field house is obviously learn from the win over Lake Travis and, and try to build depth and get better. You look at the defensive personnel for Del Valley, you understand that you've got 
some guys that have some talent and some speed. But in the end, you know, you, you look at what you have to deal with up front and when you have two returning defensive linemen and an offensive lineman that likes to, to maybe switch sides a little bit, Stephen Flores, it seems like he's been on Del Valley for the last five years. He's a, a four-year starter, but you know, what do you see from Del Valley that will give Westlake's offensive line the opportunity to continue to build on their performance from last week? Well, the first thing is the size and the interior of their defense. Jeremiah Robinson, number 34, is about 6'2", 250-pound junior that played against us last year as a sophomore. He's a big, active presence there in the interior of the defense. Then Stephen Flores, who's majored in offensive line play for them the last three years, uh, is getting a lot of looks, a lot of reps on defense. He's a, he's a big body in the middle as well, 6'5", 300, uh, and he's a very strong young man. You can see him on the tape uh, as we prepare. Once he gets his hands on people and, and separates from them, uh, he, he's a very powerful young man. Then in the back end, you know, you've got the coach's son, Coleman Patman, who's a, a legitimate Saturday player in the future. He's a coach's kid, plays like a coach's kid, and he's a good-looking athlete in the back end uh, to kind of round out their defense. Offensively, you look at what with Coach Patman. He's just trying to work with what he has, but what he has as always, as we have come accustomed to with Del Valley, is straight up, straight line speed at the right spots where where home runs can happen at any moment. Del Valley has always had had the skill athletes that 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 catch your attention. You have to respect their ability to get from point A to point B very fast. The first guy is the running back. They're trying to hand the football to Joel Jordan, uh, number thirty three. He's he's a dynamic player when he gets in space. Uh, he finds the seam. He he can go. Other than that, uh, the skill guys on the perimeter. Uh, their quarterback Nasir Ardwan, I believe is how you say his last name. Ardwan does a good job of getting the ball in their hands quickly. And if they can find a seam, uh, then they can go. So we've got to be very disciplined with our eyes. Uh, we got to be able to uh, read our keys and be able to trigger on the football whenever it's delivered. Uh, but I think what stands out to me about them is when you've got all five seniors on the offensive line, three of which that played last year as juniors, that's a lot of experience up front that should definitely have the attention of our defense. And visiting with Coach Burdock, Brandon, one of the things that we always like to talk about that really separates what Westlake does, and I'm asked all the time, both in the community, my colleagues in the media, what is it? And we often talk about neck up. That's the advantage, the mental preparation that that exists in this place. It's very similar to a college-level program. I often tell people, sponsors, partners, you know, people in the community, look, if you treat it like an NCAA Division One school or you treat it like an NFL program, then shock, shock, you, you get buy-in and people think it's a big deal. And once they think it's a big deal... It is a big deal. There's also that element that can't really be measured, and it's the relationships, the commitment that the coaching staff has to these players because every single player that we've talked to over the last 10 years and really before that, but with this staff specifically, even with the transition, that message is always there. You're you're a human being first before you are a football player, and in some instances, you're a human being and student before you are an athlete. I think that relationship is very interesting in how the Westlake football player exists in this program from when they begin their journey as middle school players, when they officially become Shaps as freshmen. And the reason I say that is the largest senior class in Westlake football history is saying a lot. And these 61 guys have stuck around for a reason. And most of them say we have some of the best coaches in the state. And I know that that is not just because of your abilities to teach X's and O's. Right. Well, I think we would reciprocate that and say we have some of the best student athletes in this state as well. You know, these a lot of these young men we've we've got to know from elementary school all the way up. We watch them kind of from a distance when they're in middle school. We'll go stand on the sidelines for the West Ridge and the Hill Country Middle School games, uh, you know, watch them perform at that level, give them some encouragement. Uh, and then when they get here as freshmen, uh, with the rules being what they've been the last few years, we as a varsity staff get to spend a full week with the freshmen as they come on campus. So they start to get to know our personalities. They start to learn our demeanors uh, beyond just a coach because 
we get meeting time with them. We get to get to know them a little bit better as freshmen. And then our staff's divided between the two sub-varsity groups, freshmen and then our uh, JV and sophomore teams. Uh, so by the time that they're seniors, uh, we spend a lot of time together, not only on the field, but in the meeting room, obviously at, at, during lunch. And I think what our staff does a tremendous job of is, is knowing when to take the coach hat off and be that uh, personality in the room that allows them uh, to kind of let their guard down and be kids. Uh, but when it's time to flip the switch and it's time to be, be about football and be about uh, the task at hand, uh, we do a great job, I think, of managing those two dynamics of the room. Then after four years, you look up and those seniors, like I said, there's 61 of them this year. You've spent a tremendous amount of time over a calendar year between not just the season, but off-season track and the other sports that we're that we're involved in, and uh, the room that myself and Coach Coach Luke uh, gets a tag team. It, it feels like an extension of family, and I, I consider all of them to be like like sons to me, adopted sons. Uh, love each and every one of them. Uh, they know that uh, that we have their back. This football team is a family, and that every single one of us will do anything required to help somebody else out in the room. Coach, as always, thanks for the time and uh, good luck on Friday. Yes, sir. Thank you. You've been listening to the Westlake Nation podcast. Stay tuned as we bring you new episodes each week. The Westlake Nation podcast is powered by the Westlake Shack Club and part of the Westlake Nation Media Network. This is Westlake Nation.